0: It's good to have this Rejoinder podcast. Uh, rejoinder is a strong term, but essentially we wanted to follow up the parenting podcast where we were talking about values in a parenting context with uh, a point of view from the new generation. We are lucky to have with us Anant. Um, Anant has been in the UK for around a year. He's studying in the London School of Economics. Um he studied uh, there for around a year or so and um, yeah he stayed most of his uh, adult life uh, teenage life with his parents uh, so we are lucky to have his point of view on how we are perceiving values from this new gen where uh, competition seems to rule the rule everything the media the airwaves, uh, the behavioral patterns, the social media. So we would want a point of view from him. But before I uh, start asking him the question, uh, Sujata is with us and uh, Sujata is still running a (laughs) recruitment consultancy (laughs) and uh, studying counseling. I am still an advertising writer um, uh, for those who uh, I have been listening to the podcast, um, so yeah, that's about us. Uh, my first question directly starts with Anand. Uh, in a world which is uh, so enamored by success and competition and winning the rat race, uh, when you are kind of about to uh, enter your working life or maybe you know finish your uh, whatever couple of months or couple of years of study and enter it. Uh, do you think values are are required, or are they are they plain boring, or or what? How do you perceive them?
1: Um, I think values are definitely required in and more so, especially in a context where competition seems to be dominant and everybody seems to be engaging in a rat race. The entire notion of Growth, but with responsibility and an obligation to the community is something I strongly believe in, and something I strongly believe that many of the people of my generation also believe in uh, in their respective academic or work lives. They do believe that there is an obligation to give back to the community.
0: Okay. Um, The context before I move on to Sujada is a little more personal in nature. So, my question is say, I'll make it a little more, uh, funnel it down to a question, say you have an opportunity to join an organization uh, which is doing you, giving you the package deal that you've been you've not even dreamt of. An organization uh, that is not really known to bother about uh, individuals with values. They believe no matter what, you go out in the market and conquer it. Uh, Profits, the bottom line is everything. Do you pick up the job? Uh, if yes, why? And if you want, why not?
1: Um, definitely, if the company has a reputation of being exploitative and being dishonest in its dealings, I definitely not prefer that. But if it came down to that very company, as hard as it is for me to battled against the structure and the bureaucracy of the company. I believe that joining the company, I could make a difference on my own because at the end of the day, I have an individual obligation to the community, whether or not I am successful in inducing those changes within others. So I, I definitely believe that you should make the best of the opportunity that you have, but never lose sight of the value
0: of giving. Okay. So, Jada, is it as easy as it is making it sound? Um, It actually
2: takes back me to the time where probably I've had similar uh, uh, aspirations, if I may say that. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I would probably say it it doesn't sound as easy as it is. I think the journey is going to be completely different. And... uh, I guess you'll probably discover it one day at a time, I would say. So, yeah, that's my take on that.
0: Uh, yeah, my own experience, uh, I'll break it down to a very, very simple exercise that I undertook a couple of years back. I decided that I would, I would consciously not lie. Okay. Uh, and uh, the first time... I decided that I think after three or four weeks you would find a call coming from me saying listen the other day I told you I do this but actually I didn't mean that and you would be like hello this is not even important why are you bothering about this but it starts being so important and it starts um, when you give it weightage it starts entering your live stream your habits and the way you um deal with the world it's more uh, personal so when you started with uh, i loved the fact that you talked the world along with yourself uh, it's a great deal of maturity to start with but right now i would not want to go there i'm saying individually if you had to uh, say okay I'll, I'll just make it further difficult for you your family loves the job they ask you to take the job because you need the money and they're all out for it. Maybe you have an uncle who runs the damn company, and uh, you have no way of saying no. So it's almost all kinds of pressures that are possible that is forcing you to take up the job. You know it is less than ideal. Uh, I would not color it in one brush and say they are uh, uh, they are corrupt. But I'm saying they would not bother too much about uh, little things like bribing some official or get their work done because they think what they are doing is very important. So in that structure, where your family is not supporting you, your uh, friends say this is the opportunity you've been looking for, uh, your own value systems, say otherwise. Uh, in, In that condition, where you know that you are also going to be isolated within the family, how easy or how difficult will it be Uh, for you to take a call in that context.
1: It It would definitely be difficult in a situation laid out such as this, but I've been grateful to have a family who, despite having their own set of preferences for me, who despite having their own sense of family obligation and social obligations to pressure me in a certain direction from time to time, the overriding factor has been that they've always encouraged me to think on my own two feet which is something I can personally vouch for and uh, I I feel that several members of my generation as well, despite all the family obligations they have, and this is more so in the case of uh, the female friends that I have in this generation, they've all learned to take independent decisions despite the isolation because I feel that everyone has their own sense of a strong right or wrong. And I know it's easy for me to say this, but in a hypothetical situation, I'm sure the pressures would be uh, much higher because you'll be experiencing it in a much more real sense. But I also don't think that any amount of pressure can drown out the individuality that every member of this generation so strongly values.
0: Okay, so uh, let's take a a different look at the same facet. What helps you hold on to that value system when the pressures are so tough? What is it that you get out of it? Because certainly uh, the easy way out is the one that says yes to everyone and just go get the job and make the money and uh, be seen as the, the happening guy. If you're letting go of all of that, what is it that you think you're getting when you're following this?
1: So a value that I cherish deeply is that despite any of these social obligations, it is your it's your it's your duty and your right to prioritize your happiness above everyone else's. So if you are trying to do something just for the sake of happiness of the others, you're going to suffer internally and it's not going to be viable in the long run. In the long run, you need to be choosing options that give you the personal satisfaction and fulfilment that you've been longing for and that won't compare to any sort of social validation that you may ever receive for having done what others
0: demand of you. Okay, I have a question, I'll just say it so that uh, we all remember uh, the question is what about others who may not have a strong understanding as you have, we'll come to that question. Uh, but before that uh, I would want Sujata to speak on uh, that's a very beautiful example he's given uh, looking at at values with happiness half the time I think uh, even while we were growing up I'm sure we got thrashed to be <laughs> following the done thing yeah. and it's such a beautiful thing coming from a from a guy of his generation it's very inspiring how do you look at that aspect
2: Yeah, I was smiling when he said that because, uh, like you rightly said, the generation that probably we come from, uh, again, it's the conditioning is different for a man and a woman both, right? I mean, uh, if I have to really look at it, I feel uh, my conditioning has perhaps been the opposite. It's been like, you know, your happiness will come by doing what you have to do for others. So don't run after your happiness. It It will come by. Mm-hmm. and i think for for a long time i i pretty much followed that conditioning it's only in recent years you know thanks to a change in my mindset different life experiences my own my 13 year old nearly 13 year old daughter's views uh i would probably tend to agree with what anand says that uh, whatever you want to pursue, if that makes you happy, you—it it is a right-ended duty. And I think for me in today's session, that is probably the biggest takeaway. It's like, it's just blown me off when he said that. It's a right-ended duty. It's just not a duty, which means you are not being selfish about it. It's your right. So it's, it's really very beautiful, I would say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is going to be the next question, but do you want to answer the earlier question that I asked you? Uh, what would you tell somebody who's not as clear-sighted as you are about this aspect? uh, How would you define it as happiness for that person? Because uh, I know of enough number of people uh, on the spur of the moment to want to resolve that problem at hand. See, standing up for values uh, overarching theme is very nice and everybody believes in it and it seems almost uh, textbook-like, but when you are on the uh, on real practical issues on the ground, you realize that uh, here is a client who is saying, I have given you the contract, you just have to say yes to this condition and it's yours. Uh, at that moment, I have seen uh, not only your generation, our generation, they would say, hey, don't bother. Let's do it. It's not really that important. Um, for people who believe in that kind of attitude uh, which cannot be just said wrong because they would call it practical their term would be practical they would say hello we are in a commercial setup and none of us are saints or holier than thou. why should we not opt for this and uh, how does it affect anybody else we will do a good job anyways we are not going to cheat the client just a little bit of uh, adjustment is the term that is used how would how would somebody like you explain the concept of happiness of values to a person who's in that realm?
1: As uh, as you rightly said, um, the other perspective to this point is the point of pragmatism, where you might say that it is practical in the short run for you to be probably stationed at this job and earning a bit more. And It comes to my mind that me saying that previous point, I must acknowledge my own point of privilege because not all families are as economically privileged to allow their children to pursue what they the children truly want. Some families may be economically disprivileged and they may be focused on the more short-term gains for their children to focus on. But it's 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 definitely a larger, much larger picture that needs to be looked at, Uh, you have obviously the inconsistencies of your economics and day-to-day life, but I think eventually every person should, after satisfying short-term gains, they should uh, be given a chance at least to indulge in that sort of happiness. They, They could, I mean, in an ideal situation again, partake in a hobby of sorts that helps them in some sense uh, achieve personal fulfillment uh, in addition to if the pressures are unbearable of taking on a job that your family wants you to So it is it is a difficult question to answer.
0: Okay, so I have a comp- even more difficult question that has come up which I did not realize was coming from that answer. Uh, is your perspective limited to it because you are happy about following those values? Uh, and if I were to just turn the entire argument on its head and say, for example, uh, while doing some research for the values workshop, I, I landed upon a textbook online by the Harvard School. It was quite interesting and where they've dissected into black lies and white lies and like a lot of detail. Um, My question to you is even if you personally did not like it, is it it not uh, a duty in a good sense? Because uh, if, like the Bible says, uh, do unto others what you would uh, want to do them to do to you types. Um, would you not is if you want the truth for yourself, then nobody should lie to you, is it not a moral responsibility to be saying the truth to everybody with the with the same level of discipline, even if it is not liked. Uh, I'm not getting into the economics because that skews it too much into one direction and considering the state of the world today where we are facing a lot of difficulties that become the easy scapegoat. But if all things are equal and we do not look down the economic prism, how would you uh, re-look at this if you were not as happy and yet you had to do this? Uh, how would you look at values
1: uh, did you mean this in the context of maintaining the same discipline as uh, being honest and lying or the jobs
0: any of the values that you claim to have honesty discipline determination uh, gratitude anything at all these value systems that make us us um, on a on a good day it's easy to keep keep up with them uh, uh, but on a bad day where you are really in a foul mood and you don't care about swearing or lying or or going out and just snatching what comes your way. How would you retain that sense of quote-unquote goodness? Uh, Because it is goodness for all, not just goodness for one. This now directly connects to the first context uh, that you said that all of us are individuals in a society and that's how we ought to look at.
1: It is definitely difficult to uh, maintain an impeccable record of adherence to your values because we need to make allowance for the fact that we are also human, we are also imperfect in many respects. We may have our moments of weakness, but I think that's when your value matters most where if you're willing to learn from that situation, if you're willing to Strengthen your strengths and weaken your weaknesses to quote a cliche and to uh, take away the good parts of that situation and to accept that you were wrong. I think that that doesn't mark in my book an inconsistency with your values, but it just marks an addition of your values if you manage to overcome a moment of weakness in your life being human and if you manage to learn and incorporate new values.
0: Okay. That's very interesting, Sujata. Any experience uh, uh, with these kind of things that have happened with you? I
2: I mean, the fact that I chose to to quit corporate life and do something on my own, it Mm -hmm. pretty much says everything, isn't it? I mean... uh, uh, I mean, if I may say this, I don't think I was as wise as Anant is at the age that he is. in. I mean, uh, so it is amazing that he has this perspective. eh? And, uh, and, and that's where I realized, you know, as as he's been sharing, sharing his thoughts that uh, one of the reasons I decided to move out of the corporate world was for ABC reasons. I mean, it came to a, place where I, uh, I said, okay, let me look at the good part of my experience of being there. And that's what kind of prompted me to start off something on my own, which allows me that ethical and creative freedom to do what I want and uh, get a balance of both.
0: Okay. Yeah. To, to what uh, sujai said because we have a similar story on that one i also quit uh, mainstream advertising started my own thing did all sorts of things was a film producer for a while and uh, so the experiences are are a mix of what both of you said my experience has been that there are times where you you're so taken away by the creative aspect of Um, in my case, it was filmmaking, that you did not bother about breaking rules and uh, getting legal permissions to shoot in Bombay is quite a task. So you would not bother about taking permissions. You would go, you would make the actor stand there in 15 minutes. Your shot was done. You moved on to a new location. Um, Very often, uh, not paying the municipal authorities, not because so much that you couldn't afford it, but just because you just could not figure out a way to Um, finish all of it in time or come up with a certain uh, sense of uh, fulfillment about the job because if half the mind was bothered about taking care of the permissions then you couldn't be creative enough Uh, this is just an example of how we face those episodes that you are mentioning the question to you is how much of it is textbook uh, knowledge that you're spouting and how much of it is personal experience where you've really gone through dark nights of despair where you think, okay, uh, uh, it's very say You and a very, very good friend of yours uh, have decided to embark on a journey together of professional or personal sort, whatever, both of you want to become uh, legal experts or something. And, and on the journey you realize there is a there is a demarcation clear demarcation on how you approach uh, this and it is the professional differences are are now being superimposed on your personal equation as well which is fairly good to start with um, have you had any experiences would you want any any experience uh, that you can share with us where you had a very tough time taking the call on that particular value that you stood up for and how it went about. Even whether you failed or crossed it well is really unimportant. Just the challenge itself.
1: Sorry, I'll need some time to think.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, please. In school, in college, uh, at any point where um, there was an easy path. And there was the value-led path. I did engineering, so I know a bit about the difficult studies path.
1: So, um, a, an instance I can definitely think of where uh, I stood up for the value of prioritizing my own happiness, as you, as we spoke of earlier. And uh, to answer your earlier question as well. Uh, I don't think any of it is textbook knowledge because I haven't really indulged in literature that pertains to self-help or anything like that to for others to try and tell me what values I should invite for me. It's been a deeply personal experience-based journey. Uh, I think the instance I can think of is after having passed my 10th, I scored very well in in all the science subjects, physics, chemistry, biology, and math. For that matter, I didn't score that well in the humanities oriented subjects. So, seeing my scores, it was the career counselor's opinion, as well as those of my friends and close family, that I should pursue something in regards to science. But I, for one, knew that uh, regardless of my ability to score well at a subject, uh, I'd the level of 10th standard, it's not going to be representative of me doing well in science much later on. And it's not even going to be representative of me being happy pursuing that much later on. So it was a tough call for me to uh, take humanities to pursue arts for my bachelor's as well as for my master's, where there was, there were conflicting opinions on my end as well as those of others with regards to what I should choose. So, that's one instance where I stood up for myself and I said that I should be looking at what I'll be happy doing. Okay. So, uh,
0: what was the turning point? Where did they uh, give in?
1: Uh, I I think uh, there wasn't a clear turning point because i have been grateful to have parents who've been supportive of whatever I choose. My own mother and father weren't very uh, you know Pressing in terms of matters pertaining to my career or my academic choices, so I think that helped a lot in terms of having my parents behind me and back backing me, no matter what I chose, as long as
0: I was happy, which is what
1: uh, they looked for. Ultimately, I think. Uh...
0: Uh, just a little off topic, Sujada. We need to do a topic on happiness. This is a very interesting perspective. He keeps bringing back. Yes. This is something that has been at the back of my mind, but I have never been able to call it anything. Uh, yeah. But yeah. You... Happiness is a concept that is alien to our generation. Yes. We've always yes. been told about things have to be done because they have to be done and this has to be done. And happiness is seen as almost a bad word. Yes. Uh, Um, But it is the first time I'm hearing a uh, a very uh, mature point of view from a a generation that is not given its due. Uh, Most of the time the flamboyance with which they present themselves, uh, maybe the social media has just corrupted that image in our eyes. But uh, this is fairly beautiful at some point. uh, Sorry, it's just
2: no i completely agree because i think even in in the last few minutes also he mentioned something around those lines about choosing happiness uh so somewhere uh it is working on working at the back of my mind as well right i mean uh, mm-hmm. have i ever given a thought to what makes me happy i don't have a clear answer for that because uh <laughs> you know yeah i'm being honest because most of the time it's like you're expected to do something and you go on an autopilot mode and you just go on. I don't think we really pause for a moment to say, okay, there are certain tasks you do in a day at work or at home. Have you ever asked yourself, does this make you happy? Because I think the option didn't even exist. You don't even ask yourself such questions.
0: Correct? Yeah, to me, no. uh, for, a, for a very funny brief moment, uh, this is actually a topic is continuing. So we will come back to, I have a connection. Okay. Yeah, we should. I have uh, a few friends uh, who stayed in hostels and uh, have been doing different kind of uh, things, uh, studies or uh, or working and their lives have been uh, less than ideally clean rooms and it's like clothes move all over the place and in uh, class for five people and Something that one is not used to at regular family outings in my place, so to speak. And this morning I was thinking, it's so it's so amazing that these are two extremes and I may not belong to both of them for that matter. While I may not agree with uh, absolute cleanliness and one set of rules always and prim, proper way of living, but neither do I think being uncouth and being unclean and everything everywhere is the way I would... I would want to, it. and it's just a thought that came and went and I said who has time for these kind of thoughts <laughs> let's get to work Yeah, uh, I, I was smiling at the word autopilot so uh, since uh, this is going on uh, on a, why not choose happiness as a value and continue this conversation um, how do you define happiness which is not constricted by the short term Somebody like you, because you've been talking about some, uh, how would you, uh, we've been having examples like ice cream, so please don't talk ice cream. <laughs> You're allowed everything. <laughs> but yeah, say you uh, you are on a very bad example. I don't agree with the diet funder, but say if you are on a diet and you know, there's a cheap day, I I find people keep on adjusting, and that is something not. I'm not, I don't see it as happiness, I see it as, uh, inability to stand up to what you said. Um, but the way you are making happiness be perceived in the last couple of minutes, I think is very intrinsic to what you are. So how do you perceive happiness, which is not in the short term, or which is in the short term, and yet uh, is uh, tied up to your long-term goals of happiness? For me, it's...
1: Uh... It's It's been an experience, it's been defined by several experiences for me to realize uh, how to define happiness in the long term and I think for one that only comes uh, with experiencing happiness in the long term. So it is once that you have tried to uh, postpone these short term satisfactions that may detract you from your long term goal that you will actually l- reach the uh, the apogee of satisfaction as you want. And for me, it comes down to a lot of willpower and motivation to keep telling myself that the satisfaction that comes with obtaining your long-term objective, uh, nothing can compare to it. No short-term satisfaction can compare to it. So I think defining happiness in terms of the reward of achieving something, uh, if you take the example of <laughs> I don't know probably I know. I guess the diet example in itself nothing would compare to the sense of healthiness and uh, bodily satisfaction that you may have upon completing your diet so it, it is a lot motivated it is as much the destination as much as it is the journey because the journey needs to be defined by a sense of motivation as well so uh there, there should be happiness in the journey that you're
0: undertaking. There should be happiness in the process and not only the reward that you're looking at. Are you saying, so when you're letting go of the smaller happiness, oh, that's a, that just reminds me because I was thinking there was a quote running at the back of my head. Uh, the Buddha has said, if uh, seeing a greater happiness, one has to renounce a smaller happiness, they should always do so. Uh, But uh, yeah, to bring it to contemporary challenging problems about the shorter happiness, uh, say, uh, we'll just uh, go with examples to explain the concept. Uh, Say you have an exam coming up in in two weeks and you've been giving your entire attention to it. Your friends decide to have a party today. You have a bit of time, but you know uh, a party mode itself means Uh, compromising on the mindset of pursuing the exam. Uh, While the party itself may not affect you for those two hours, but the repercussions of we had a great time and we did this and we did that might just eat into your preparation or your seriousness of the preparation. So are you you saying when you said that uh, one has to be happy about the journey as well, You are telling yourself, irrespective of me letting go of this party and whatever happiness it holds for me, the happiness of letting it go is bigger. The sense of achievement, is that also a conscious choice that is happening? Because otherwise it is seen as a sacrifice, which I kind of kills it for, at least our generation has no other, I think we were black and white, who were sacrificing for parents, for friends, for... Uh, spouses for children we've always seen it as negative uh, on a on a very holistic way obviously there are different people and there may be other wise people like you in our generation which we didn't meet <laughs> would
1: yeah. you yeah definitely you caught on to the point accurately where you need to take uh, these uh, the basically shunning of these short term goals as constituting happiness in itself. So, uh, as you rightly said, instead of looking at it as a sacrifice, you could look at it as your ability to have overcome the temptation to have gone for this party and to con- constitute that and repackage that as a personal victory where you uh, can look, th- look back upon that in the future and see that as evidence of your determination to do well in any exam or anything that you undertake.
0: Wonderful. so uh, I, you want to say something Smiradhan? yeah
2: i just have a question for anand uh in this in this whole pursuit of happiness or you know whatever we've been discussing have you ever felt any kind of guilt at any point in time for pursuing what what matters to
1: you that uh so that's a really good question hmm Maybe probably not in the academic or career sense, but maybe in uh, in relationships from day to day. For example, if you have a friendship or a relationship that's turning quite toxic, you need to understand that it is in your better interest in the long run to avoid such a person. And while it is understandable, it is human for you to feel guilt in the short term because the person might retort in a way that is unfavorable the person might try and guilt you uh, otherwise if the person's toxic there there was there have been definitely uh, instances where I have felt guilt but uh, I have never lost sight of the long term goal which is to extricate myself from this relationship and or friendship and to experience uh, happiness and satisfaction in myself
0: okay you want to say something i I want to uh... Although I wanted to end it there, but I want to pick up uh, Sojada's point and just uh, hear this a little more. I think uh, what she meant was uh, both of say just to continue the party example. Both of us had decided that we would go-, go to the party together, and you were game because of whatever your reasons at that point you couldn't say no or whatever, or maybe you actually meant yes, you actually did feel like you will be in control of your study schedule and you'll be able to but when you realize that okay it's going to uh, not go the way you planned it would uh, at that point it may mean that suppose you were going to drive me all the way to the party and uh, i have no other way of going to the parties and i'm very keen and literally my evening is spoiled uh, and it maybe it is after months of sitting at home, I'm getting a chance to do something. I'm saying just upping the ante so that the stakes are high in your mind. Do you still feel guilt is uh, what, because we've been always uh, belonging to a generation where everything has been packaged like that. Not necessarily uh, that every one of us buys into it, but a lot of uh, I think Indian women have in the past generation while they've come out now have gone through this very often. So how would you how would you extricate yourself from a situation like that while absolving yourself of the guilt if at all it exists or it doesn't?
1: There would, uh, to start off, I'd say there would definitely be guilt if uh, I, ha- I did have a friend who was back banking upon me to take him to the party after having uh, not been to one in a while. But uh, in order to extricate myself, it is necessary again to not lose sight of the larger picture to understand that Parties may come and go, and that your friend isn't going to be going anywhere. You can attend several parties later, and the exam that you might be attending to might be defining in a sense that uh, you may not be able to have such an opportunity later in life. So it is to, uh, admittedly, being human, I would definitely feel guilt, but I try to overpower such feelings by uh, looking forward to a sense of accomplishment. And also looking forward to the notion that partying after the exam will be much more fulfilling than doing it right
0: now. Okay. So would you also explain to that person uh, the truth instead of beating around the bush saying, oh, I've changed my mind or something, that I have set down these things and this is the reason to, uh, would you trust the truth? Or would you wriggle out saying some a white lie?
1: I would I would definitely trust the truth, but I also need to acknowledge that at the end of the day, each person has its own has his or her own viewpoint and his or her own feelings. The least you can do is respect that person's feelings. E- explain yourself, but uh, you you can't do much at the end of the day. I mean, metaphorically, yeah,
0: yeah, you can't do much at the end of
1: the day. So. Okay.
0: Uh, uh, I would want to pause uh, uh, here a bit and uh, we can perhaps do a second episode in the running uh, because there are a lot of questions running in my head. Uh, it's, game. Uh, it's a different track that has just come to me. Uh, while, well, uh, Do you want to pause and reconnect? Pause the video. Uh, okay. uh, but I don't know. Uh, Direct- I do.
1: uh, just pause it for a while. Okay, cool.